0: chris we're back to lifting coast what a what an amazing race bro what what a race what a time to be alive man What a race! racing is back at its (laughs) finest it's only fitting that silverstone um had to had to bring it back you know we had racing we had fans we had a sprint qualifying i don't even know where to start look it it lived up to the height
1: because dale and i came on here last week and said look this might be the turning point. Like if Mercedes wants to get back in here, this is their shot. And boy, did they take advantage of, of an incredible opportunity at a, at a really bad weekend from Red Bull?
0: Oh my God. You know, I guess Lewis does well on Friday in the qualifying, the sprint. He gets off to a shitty start. Max, you know, takes over. And then coming into this race, I was I was nervous for Mercedes. I'm like, you know, shit, is this, is this really gonna go backwards and then you see the start and the first what is it half of half of a lap was just the best racing we've seen all year look it's what we've wanted it like like you said it's what we've wanted all year is these
1: guys to actually go head to head i feel like there's always been one guy with a with an advantage um you know a slight pace advantage so you know the last few weeks it has been red bull but these two were were neck and neck for the first you know minute of this race and it was like you said the
0: best racing we've seen all year the best racing we've seen all year i i mean that is what f1 is all about like it's entertainment at its finest it's racing you know you've got the chills the goosebumps the fans are going crazy through the different corners i i really just enjoyed myself like i was sweating i was on my feet i was clapping i mean i i had a blast watching the race this morning
1: yeah so let's get to the let's get to the collision so these guys are going head to head, like legit head to head. There's a couple times where I was like, "Oh, Lewis is gonna get him," and then Max kind of gets him back, and they were just kind of going back and forth. Like it was super close the whole that whole first half lap, and then they get to that corner,
0: and, I, you walk me through it. What, what did you think of it? Well, there was there were so many there was so much leading up to that. What do they call it? Maggots and Becketts or whatever <laughs> that that whatever they call it. And I'm just like. Um, something's gonna happen. They were side by side. Lewis pulls ahead, Max pulls ahead. You just hear the oohs and ahs from the crowd. And, I, you know, we've all seen the replay. Whether you're listening to, you know, us, Mercedes or Red Bull, there's so many different stories. I think it was racing at its finest. You know, there was plenty of space. Um, either both of them could have been in the wrong. I think. I think, one, the penalty in itself was, was shitty to begin with. Some people think it, was, it should have been worse. They're asking for a, a race ban. Yeah. Look, it was it was racing.
1: Look, the the best way that I think it, got, it, it was worded on the broadcast is they said, could both of them have done more to prevent it? Maybe. One
0: million percent. Sure, probably. And Max is always guilty of this in his past. Like, he's an aggressive driver. So, mm-hmm. to hear Red Bull bitch and complain, I think, listen, obviously it's their team. They're going to bitch and complain, but... Yeah. They, they're they crying, like absolutely crying. And, and just to hear them, you know, I've watched this and I'm very, very cross right now. <laughs> Louis should know better. <laughs> and Toto's like, uh, Michael, check your email. <laughs> it's just like, I'm telling you, it is the soap opera of sports. Like, how can you not love this?
1: So they, they go to Red Flag and then the broadcast has spent 15 minutes just playing it over and over and over again and showing the apex of the corner and showing... All this stuff. There was one clip where it was Max on Lewis's left, about to turn into the corner, saw Lewis, corrected a little corrected bit. To give and him then more overturned again. And then overturned. And they just kept replaying it over and over again. I was like, guys, this is like the NBA,
0: like <laughs> last the last two yeah. minutes. Like, let's let's get on with this. The helicopter view, I think, was the best. And <laughs> I just love how, like, you know, Martin's like, oh, what do you think, Crofty? And <laughs> Crofty's just like, yeah, I mean, uh, the FIA and the stewards, he's like, no, 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 my opinion, and then... Who else did they go to? They went to Otmar from, oh, yeah. And, <laughs> they were you called know, in from, like, everyone, anyone they could think of
1: to get an opinion. It was, look, and, and I said this to you before we, before we went live, this race is a tale of two races. Like, you have that first half, that, that lap, or not even a full lap, and then you have the rest of it, the other 51 and a half laps that took place. Two completely different
0: events. I feel like a different person Listen, in both times. Like, it was weird. Racing is back. It's the best way to put it. Um. We needed, we needed something. It was what five straight races that Red Bull had won. We were all feeling shy for Mercedes. Has Lewis lost his passion? We're seeing the headlines. Lewis is going to bring the lion. Like all this, there's just so many storylines leading up to the race. Um, but actually, like on the accident, you know, irrespective of my thoughts on Max, like it was a high speed crash. Like he went flying. The tire in slow motion is going over the roof. Into the barrier. That, that, was, that was a serious crash, man.
1: The shot, you just said it, the shot of the tire in slow-mo flying over top of the car while he was, like, I think in, re- in reverse, like
0: backwards. crazy.
1: One of the wildest things I've ever seen. Like, it was, like, really put into perspective how damn
0: fast he was going into that wall. I think they said um, 52 Gs, um, the, the impact of the crash. Like, it's wild. I mean, you think back to the Grosjean coming out of the flames. Like, the advancement in technology and driver safety is compared to what it was 20 years ago even yet alone 50 is incredible so you know shout out to engineering at its finest and to see max walk out of it okay you know is, is always a good sign obviously he was taken to the hospital may have concussions some bruised ribs we'll see but um, on that part it was just hilarious because then they were in the pit during the red flag, and they're super gluing a part back onto Lewis's car. Tell me, what did you think when you saw that? I was
1: like, wait, are we supposed to trust these guys? Like, obviously, these are the best of the best. It's a joke. Taking it up. Just the way, like, they had the the close-up shot, and and they're, like, actually, like, just kind of, like, putting it back. I was like, wait, wait, wait.
0: Is Lewis going to get back in this car? Is this safe? Oh, my God. It's just, I mean, amazing. And then just before we get into the tale of two races here, the other side of it is like the elitist side of the sport. So there's over close to 400,000 fans across the weekend, but 140,000 at today's race. And there are levels to this, right? You've got the entry level. They, they take VIP to like 100 levels. You may be VIP, but you ain't VIP A. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's Tom Cruise in the Mercedes paddock <laughs> or Harrison Ford in the, in the, Macla- was it the McLaren. Um, maybe not, but Prince Edward, I think, was in the other garage like, how crazy is this?
1: Well, the the one thing that really like hit me in the face during the broadcast was they just cut to Harrison Ford and Tom Cruise, just like talking like With the on headphones pit on. Lane. like
0: they're just like <laughs> headphones
1: on masked up. They're just having a conversation during the red flag. I was like, what? who let these guys in here?
0: Like, what? I thought this was supposed to be the most exclusive, exclusive part of the track, but look, man, you see, you see LeBron sitting courtside at a NBA finals games. One thing, but these guys are on the track and in the paddock. Like, there's a different level to, like, celebrity lure in this sport. It is just different. And the funniest thing was
1: when Lewis passes uh, Charles right at the end, you get, like, the signature, like, Tom Cruise fist pump. And I was like, guys, what is going on? Are we serious? He's, like, in there with Toto and the whole crew just, like, getting
0: hyped. I was like, all right, man, I'm here for this. Listen, F1 is an electric sport. We know that. But I must say, since the new ownership and this, this whole shift to – um, capturing more of the market and appealing to more and more fans, whether it's drive to survive or bringing a race to Miami or now this sprint qualifier, which you're not allowed to t- double race, which is a race. I mean, they're doing everything right. Is there, you know, before the race, the close-ups of the cars on the track and they're running from driver to driver, what else could they be doing? I mean, I think they're doing everything perfectly.
1: Look, the one thing that I love about F1, especially in pre-race and post-race is you get a level of access, like, to the drivers, to...
0: No one else is doing anyone. it. No other,
1: no other sport. I feel like no other league, really, you're in there. Like, you're on pit lane when these things are happening. Like, you're seeing why this pit stop took six seconds instead of two and a half. Like, you get to see it. Close-up shots, you're seeing everything. You're not missing anything. So, it's just one of those things where it's like, that's part of the draw. It's part of the lore of why F1 has just become this drama, theater, yeah. piece of theater. It,
0: it literally is. I, I don't know how else to put it, like... What are what are the awards that television series get? Is it uh, Emmys? Yeah, yeah. like F one deserves an (laughs) Emmy because it's a real life television show, week to week. I mean, it's not programmatic. It is just live in the flesh, and what you get is what you see is what you get. So, um, I'm all for it. We're obviously big ambassadors of the the (laughs) sport. We love it. That's why we're here chatting about it. Um, So, take me to the restart. You know, we're back on the. You know, they've got rid of the um rolling start because of how dangerous mm-hmm. it was so we've got the standing start what did you think of that the
1: restart was it was weird because i like there so much time had passed and then you know charles had the lead and it wasn't really no one really talked about it, it just because everyone was so focused on this whether or not lewis was going to get a penalty then they, they restart and i was like okay lewis might be able to to get first right away, just because of the pace, but he then had a
0: poor start. The second start had like, a poor start, and then was just kind of managing tires. And that's what I did not understand is, we have the restart. We don't know what the penalty or if there will be a penalty assessed. And Leclerc gets off to this great start. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what is going on here? Ferrari is off to this amazing start, and then just take into just the context here of how bad the start was, and then how well he was able to, he created separation between Lewis. But then at the end, Lewis just came out of nowhere. It's like, what happened? How is this car so much faster? And then all of a sudden, Lewis erased like a 14 second deficit. I don't understand that. It it was,
1: it's kind of hard to comprehend, like, cause you're watching the restart and Lewis is, um, or sorry, Charles is kind of managing like a two to three second gap. You know, it got under a couple seconds at a few points, but it just didn't feel like, Lewis was pushing hard just because of the tire management like he wanted to be able to kind of get further in before pitting and you know 25 30 laps went by and nothing had really changed and you know he was behind Valtteri and had to pit obviously had the 10 second stop penalty so it you know like the 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 the, the next 35 40 laps were like relatively uneventful like you had some like weird pit stops and like some weird stuff going on but you get to lap like I think 42 is Lewis came out and it was like, I don't know what the gap was exactly, but I he was, it was gaining 14 or
0: 15, gaining exactly. like
1: a second or two on each lap. And everyone was like, all right, strap in like,
0: and then, but then it was like, you know, Charles wasn't pushing that hard. He, so we obviously go back to the penalty. He gets a 10 second penalty. And again, you know, Red Bull's calling for a race ban. Um, Mercedes is saying it's, it's racing. So, whatever, 10 seconds, and now you're like, shit, like, what's gonna happen? Lewis Pitts, everyone else is having pit problems too. Mm-hmm. Let's just, you know, it, it's so hot, the gun's not getting, the tires off, whatever. Lewis Pitts comes back out, and there's just some, there's just some sort of, or there's a level of hope, and you're like, yeah, like, can he do it? <laughs> well, cause like you start doing the thing where you're like, okay, 14 seconds, there's 10
1: laps left, he needs to, you start doing the math in your head, and you're like, is it possible? And then that level of angst and then the broadcast starts talking about it. And then you start getting the energy from the the fans. It's like, oh, wait,
0: like, I don't want to say it's going to happen, but like. And then you get the, uh, what is it? The Amazon striking distance and nine yes, laps. Yes, nine <laughs> laps. <laughs> Overtake <laughs> difficulty, not high or whatever. And it's like,
1: okay, like, uh, I don't want to say it's, it's possible, but he's going to give it a go, right? And the funniest thing was when, he, I think the gap was like two or three seconds left with maybe four laps left. And Bono's on the mic. And Lewis says, Lewis says, oh, Charles is picking up the pace. And then it shows the lap difference. And it he, he gained a, a second on him during that lap. It's like, what do you mean, Lewis? <laughs> he's picking up the pace. You gained a second on him. But then he's
0: him. like on the mic and you can feel the energy. And he's like, oh, I'm going to catch him. And then Bono's in. Like, and then he's just like, <laughs> leave it to me. <laughs>
1: and then and then, and then then they do the T-motors, Valtry. T-motors.
0: Like, shout out Valtry. Lewis, I think, um, came out and said, maybe it was last week or uh, during the weekend that Valtry is just the best teammate he could have. And I think that was huge. It adds a lot of value to this whole subplot of George and Valtteri, but you know what Valtteri didn't even complain. He let him go. And after the race to see the two of them kind of have that moment, normally they just kind of dap each other. There was a, there was a moment there. And, it, it, and part of it was this turning
1: of the season and we can get to this right after this, but it was like, so deflated there was like no energy in mercedes they come out have you know pretty much a dream week like you can't ask for (laughs) much more than what they got out of this weekend there was kind of like okay like maybe this season isn't done like maybe we can turn turn this around and right the ship a little bit so i think it was like okay like maybe you know if if this is the last time they're gonna be together let's make the most of it
0: i love that i mean just on the radio what did lewis say because total came on and lewis is like we we've still got this or something like along those lines and there's a, there's a ton of racing left so <laughs> and, it, it's and what we needed we needed this race to have all of the drama that it did
1: yeah and again we go back to even the first episodes we did I continued to say it's early it's early it's early and even when Red Bull you know is pulling away it looks like you know there's nothing coming out of Mercedes this is why it just takes one weekend to completely turn. The momentum of a season uh, well
0: i was deflated after that sprint race yesterday like lewis has pole i'm like okay we're good and then the start with you know <laughs> max is just pumping the the heat from the brakes <laughs> yes. to the tires flaming out the wheel i'm like oh shit and he gets the start there was a little bit of racing right at the start of it and then it kind of he just pulled away so i was deflated going into today because great friday poor saturday and you could just it had also the the, the makings of another good red bull race
1: yeah, and I think that's another thing we have to talk about is Red Bull because they come in to this weekend with an opportunity to, to really, like, put a stamp on the season. Not not as a complete season, but to really kind of... All right, Mercedes, it's time for you to step up. Oh, they, yeah. They had an opportunity to really kind of done this. And pull for Max, and Perez was kind of down at the bottom, you know, starting from pit lane. And then collision... Perez fighting from the bottom. I think he got up to as high as like eight, maybe, yeah. but doesn't finish in the points. You're looking up and the weekend's over and Red Bull has zero points. None. It's, am- it's amazing. Other than, I guess, <laughs> the, the spring qualifying points. But this is about as, as bad as the weekend could have gone for Red Bull. For Max, for Sergio, for, for Christian Horner, this is the absolute worst case scenario for how this weekend could have gone. If you're Red Bull and you come into this weekend, you know, it's Lewis's home turf, all that stuff. If Lewis wins the race, that's fine. But you can't allow that big of a margin in points for for one week. Because it's the constructors is eight points. Or sorry, no four. Drivers is eight points between Max and Lewis and constructors is four. That happened in one week. We have spent the last month talking about how Rebels applying all this pressure. You know, Mercedes is gonna have to turn this around. And in one week, one week, completely flipped. They're about even now. So it's, it's game it, on.
0: Listen. It, it was just a Cinderella story. You come home to Silverstone, make a couple little upgrades, you've got a 140,000 just cheering for you, and you just flip the fucking script upside down, and to see Lewis at the end, like, he didn't give a shit after he had passed the checkered flag. He's <laughs> driving all over the track. He picks up a flag from a fan. Like, that fan's gonna be going on forever. Like, yo, I, I passed the torch. And Lewis is just like cruising, man, and it was just so—we've been—COVID's taken so much from us, but to see the the just the added level of just buzz and even me sitting down on my couch watching this, and he's got the Union Jack flying high, like, this shit was a movie.
1: Well, the, the biggest thing is the race lived up to the hype. Like, obviously, the fans were going to be there, and they were going to be loud and all this stuff, but the Cameron race Tom. was incredible, right? It had those moments. It had the, the drama in the first lap. It had— the, the drama at the end of Lewis passing and, and getting into first, right? So it wasn't just the fans, but the the race lived up to it, and it really like injected some life into into a season that we thought was kind of trending a direction we didn't you know I don't wanna say it's done, but it's it, it starting to look that way. so
0: yeah, and now we're we've got one more race before summer break. we're going to Hungary, um two weeks obviously to that race, but I mean that that was it man this this is what we needed from Mercedes. Um, good for Ferrari and McLaren. They both had uh, a pretty decent yep. race as well. Um, and then of course we saw our boy George Russell, you know, continuing to struggle. You know, I'm, I'm not going to beat up on him too much. <laughs> I know the car sucks, but I really want to see Valtteri and Lewis back. So look, I mean, we, we should also talk about spring qualifying. What did you think? Did you watch it? I, of course I watched it a 17 lap, like, I don't know, what would you call it? A little jamboree like. a little
1: tease i don't even know like they, they did the whole thing on the broadcast and and, and here, here here's the thing they did this whole
0: We're not allowed to call it thing about race. we
1: can't call it a race right we don't want to ruin the integrity of the grand prix that happens on sunday right they spent all saturday pre-race during the race after the race saying we we can't approach the sprint qualifying as a race because if we do then what happens on sunday becomes kind of devalued right yeah and I saw a bunch of different opinions as reading up on it, watching some different things about the sprint qualifying. And, and and a lot of people were saying like, look, it's fine. Like that's, that's fine to think that way. But all of the overtakes that happened in the sprint qualifying, you can make a case that all of those would have just happened in the actual race. So from that point of view, you're taking away from the race on Sunday. I mean, obviously the, the race was still
0: incredible. I don't incredible. think you're taking away from it. It just adds a level of mm-hmm. entertainment because there's so much variety for error in the sprint. I mean, if you move to that format, then qualifying is so unpredictable. Obviously, Perez started in the pit lane because of it. So I think it's amazing. I love how it's just a short race. Um, And, of course, it's not that crazy when you look at the points that are up Mm. for grabs. Three, two, one. So um, I I love it. I'm all for the sprint race. I want to see more of it. I think there's three more that will happen this season. Um, But, you know, now that we've got a season again... (laughs) We've got this um, huge, huge... It's going gonna, it's gonna to come down at every point between Red Bull and Mercedes, hopefully, unless Red Bull comes back and just dominates again. And then we're, we're also going to see this battle between Ferrari and McLaren. Yeah. Look,
1: the one thing I will say about the sprint qualifying is it's just, as a fan, it's just one more thing we get to watch, right? Instead of Friday being free practice, where it's like, okay, like, you know, you'll Nobody check the cares. results afterwards just to see you know, who's, who's quick and who's not. You've got a qualifying on Friday, a, a true qualifying on Friday for a sprint qualifying on Saturday, which is essentially a race. I'm we're not supposed to say that, but it's a race, the 17 lap race. And then we've got an, a race on Sunday. It's one more thing, right? Like we, I was saying this in the, in the office uh, the other day, like the thing about the NFL and what they've tried to do is with Thursday night football and Monday night football, it's just one more day, right? That fans are going to be talking about Relevancy. something, right? It's one more Uh, day that media that you're going to dominate media on that day and that's what they're doing here they've made instead of it just being a Saturday Sunday thing really with the qualifying and and race you've now got two qualifiers and a race it's just one it's just one more thing for us
0: to talk about agreed I'm all for it Um, what did you think of Charles race obviously maybe not obviously but I couldn't believe that he actually hadn't podiumed yet this year.
1: Yeah, they said that at the start. He said he's the highest on the driver's uh, championship list to, to have not podiumed yet. and He's had bad luck. He's had bad luck. You know, he's, you know, pulled Monaco, right? Like, he, he's been around. Hasn't been able to get the job done. But look, a solid performance. Um, Dale was on here last week talking about how he's just, like, not satisfied with what he gets from Red Bull week to week. And you got you got a solid performance from him and, and Carlos.
0: Yeah, Ferrari. Um, I think that... You know Scott said it as well, like Ferrari, going into this new era, what are they going to do to get their car back to because they're they're not a they're not a top of the grid car mm-hmm. they're really it's arguable. I think McLaren's ahead of them. so what does Ferrari do in their storied history, their storied franchise to get back to to the top? They've got all this money invested in Charles, who knows what happens with signs, but does do we see Ferrari? Back on top within the next, say, five years.
1: Well, I think a lot of it will depend on what really happens next year when these regulations become much more real, and we're going to start to see, hopefully, some some more parity at the top. <laughs> I don't know how realistic or, or you know, know. how I, hopeful I, I should be hard. of that.
0: I find it so hard to believe.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, listen, we'll we'll have to see, but I think that's going to play a huge role into what the you know the top four look like and whether or not Ferrari is going to be in that mix.
0: It will be good for the sport. It's just like when the Knicks are good. I I think that's the best way to put it. When Ferrari is good, the sport is good. Um, So we'll see now just to just kind of bring it back to this amazing, amazing race today. If Lewis finds a way to win this season, I know he just signed an extension. Does he just say, fuck it and call it quits. Like he goes down eight championships. No one's ever catching that.
1: Um, do I think he would quit just retire while he's ahead look I'm not mad at the decision if he did that that would if he wins the world championship this year which is just wild that would be one of the most legacy enforcing things ever right there's nothing like that like we you know you talk in the office about oh Lewis is the goat Schumacher blah 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 Dale was talking about Schumacher last week look if he does that then I mean, you're not going to get any pushback from me. That's all. That's <laughs> all I'll say.
0: <laughs> like he he needs number eight. He needs it to cement it. You don't want to go down seven seven because you're allowing people to there's a there's you leave room for discussion. Exactly. That's he goes exactly down with it. eight. It's I good. think the discussion is there. Schumacher is the you know the person who really put the sport on, and then Lewis was the modern day. Just you know, I guess you could say LeBron. Even though I hate LeBron, but. <laughs> um it's impressive so i really it's going to be an amazing finish to the season we're only going into summer break so there's a ton of racing Mm -hmm. left um and then the other question to that is you know scott said well which one is more valuable the driver or the constructor and i said the championship is the most important because it's the team it's like if an nba player wins an mvp award but doesn't win a championship Mm -hmm. Of course, the media talks about the drivers because that's where the fans are engaged, but it's about winning the constructors. And the four-point difference now, the, ver- the, the variable comes down to Perez and Bottas. Do
1: you know—I'll just ask you a quick history fact check. Do you know the last time um, a driver won the Drivers' Championship but wasn't on the team that won constructors? Do you, do you happen to know?
0: Do I happen to know?
1: Because they're— like, there's a couple scenarios where that plays out this year, definitely, because Max and Lewis are so tight, and, and Mercedes and Rebel are so tight, and Valtteri and Sergio, we never know what we're going to get from them, yeah, right? That's, so that's the
0: X factor. There's there's I a world it, where that happens this year. It definitely happens. I think there's been a f- there was a few with Schumacher in his time where he wanted, but Ferrari didn't. Um, I'd have to double check. I don't, I don't know. There we go. Two thousand and eight. Scott just came on Lewis. That was with McLaren, yeah. He won his first championship with McLaren, but they lost uh, the constructors. Look, man, the rest of the season... So <laughs> we're going to this neutral track, Hungary. Like, whose home track is Hungary? Like, <laughs> like what? what's going on in Budapest? Yeah, are we flying out? <laughs> you want to fly out to Hungary? Yeah. <laughs> Not my number one f destination, but um, it will be interesting because there's a, we've just gone from Red Bull's home to... You know, Mercedes home. Now we're going to Hungary. It's going to be the the race that means so much in such a neutral location because we're going to be having a month off.
1: Yeah. And we're going to get to a point where these races, once we kind of get down, we're not there yet, but once we get kind of near to the finish line, these races are going to become so, so important. Yeah. The points, uh, if it stays as close as it is now, we're in for a doozy of a season. <laughs> A doozy a, a doozy. doozy you heard it here. <laughs> um all right
0: and who was your driver of the day man lewis lewis yeah. i don't want to hear any contest lewis Yeah, lewis was it just shows you i love what he said it, uh, post-race you know he he said he was alongside max but he took the penalty on it on the chin and, and he showed what's up so it was amazing racing is back lewis is back we've got it we've got a championship that's up for grabs um we'll see you guys in um uh, Maybe we'll see you before Budapest. Who knows? I mean, Chris, we, we can hop on anytime. Anytime. So catch us wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you next time. Peace.